right, riddle me this, Kev. What's one of the first upgrades you should do to your vehicle? What is it? What do you go for? Well, you might think power, but ultimately, from a smart and safe perspective, definitely the brakes. Yeah, no doubt. Upgraded braking systems can really transform a vehicle's performance and honestly give you better peace of mind behind the wheel in any situation. You know, from the track to off-road trails, even the morning commute, every single vehicle deserves performance brakes at an affordable price. And no matter what your vehicle or driving style, PowerStop has complete brake upgrade kits for you. So head to PowerStop.com, fill in your vehicle's information into their easy-to-use brake finder to be matched with complete kits and components that are low-dust, noise-free, and feature upgraded stopping power. That's right. You could join the thousands of other drivers that have already transformed their vehicle into a stopping powerhouse today with PowerStop. PowerStop.com, brake upgrades made easy. It is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B and fired up, bro. This is my wheelhouse today on this podcast. We're talking racing, baby. Yeah. Um, Kevin, I, I, I got to tell you, when it comes to racing, man, nothing is badder, nothing is cooler, nothing is just more impressive than seeing some of the baddest, the raddest, and the sickest, fastest cars in the world come compete in my own hometown, in my own backyard. And I was fortunate enough, uh, I reached out to a friend of mine, Alexis DeJoria, and, and she's came on my radio show several times before. Um, she's always out there fighting that fight, man, that, that is, you know, top fuel, baby, funny car status. And uh, this year, man, I'm anxious to talk to you. It's been a wild ride. Uh, it, it's got to be so cool knowing you're getting in Think about this, Kevin. You get in the car. We oftentimes talk about, you know, horsepower and, and try to find it. These these people are banging on horsepower's <laughs> unlimited number. It's just tracks and clutches. They found uh, all of it. Yeah, man. They found every horsepower you could possibly get. They found and they put it in there. It's it's, <laughs> it's insane. It's unreal to watch these teams and these these people do what they do, man. For for somebody that's never been like these guys, girls, uh, when they come down, it's such a team effort, right? You got the crew chief, you got the drivers, you got the crew uh, that really just tears all of these engines apart. And they do so in a way where they've all got their strategic job and or, you know, thing that they're responsible for. But, man, they're on this thing like white on rice, bro. They're tearing the whole, pulling the heads off, long buck part, uh, checking out the pistons, rings, uh, seeing what's what's holding up and what's not. Uh, and I'm sure if you were, well, we could ask Alexis, uh, Alexis, that's got to be one of the wildest things when you first, you know, showed up to do this crazy racing thing. Um, you do your job, and that in itself is is something crazy. But watching all the other supporting cast and what they do had to be pretty wild for you, huh? Uh, definitely. Seeing those guys tear the motors down within a matter of 30 minutes if we need, especially on race day, was really incredible. I've never seen that done except nascar which is much more of a, a of a limited uh deal that you can do to the cars but i mean after every single run we make you come back and they strip the car down to or strip the motor down to the bare block rebuild the heads take the clutch out resurface it put it back in i mean refuel we got to do it all and uh and we've done it in a matter of 30 minutes on race day which is really phenomenal yeah, man, it, it's so wild to see you guys hurry up to the pit. Something goes wrong. <laughs> just blow everything apart. Everybody's got their, you know, their assigned job gig. Everybody's working on data, research, doing their engine tearing apart, you know, thing. But as a, 
as a person looking from the outside in, it's it's so oddly choreographed. It's like controlled chaos. But wow, is it cool to get this job done and watch you guys fire it off, make the hit, and everything comes out okay. Yeah, and that's what's great about every ticket is a pit pass in NHRA, and those fans can come back and watch the guys tear the motor down and meet the the crew and the crew chiefs and the drivers. So it kind of sets us apart from any other motorsport. I was going to say, I think, I think that's what makes NHRA is it's like two different events are happening. There's on the track and you know, that's mind blowing, you know, for anybody who's never been seeing nitromethane, uh, burning like that with thousands and thousands and thousands of horsepower. Like it makes your eyeballs wiggle in your head. You can't even see straight. Like it's (laughs) an ungodly (laughs) experience. And then you go to take a break and you walk behind the stands and there's a whole other thing. Like you said, it's controlled chaos and the whole breakdown, the coordinated events and how it all comes back together. And you're feeling the pressure, but you're seeing the professionalism of everybody kind of attacking it and doing their job and getting you out on that line uh, for the next run. Uh, I think it's just as kind of powerful and entertaining and and uh, super cool. You know, there's a whole other aspect to it. Yeah, the, the drama, yeah. the drama of it all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man, the drama of, of it all, period. And we're going to get into it next. Let's take a quick break. Uh, Alexa DeJoria joins us now on the podcast. More Kevin Bird, Willie B. It's Two Guys Garage podcast back in just a minute. It is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. And today, my friends, babe, we're talking NHRA. We're talking the baddest, the raddest, the wildest rides on earth. When it comes to your hometown, it's one thing to sit in the stands, watch these things, these top fuel cars and funny cars that go by you, your eyes, your heart is shaking, you can't control where you're looking because things are vibrating, you're like stuck in a paint shaker. And it's like, it's <laughs> unbelievable, man. It puts giggles and smiles on you for hours at a time. You walk out of there covered in black, you don't even know what it is, but you're lathered up and sexy in my opinion. Um, now, here's what What's really crazy, right, is she lives this on a daily. She does this all the time. It's nothing for her to go 300 miles an hour. That is insane. Uh, Alexis, uh, I don't know what made you want to get into such a wild world, but um, we're thankful you did. Uh, Tell us about that. How how did you know that this was something that you wanted to command? You wanted to, to, you know, get in that fight and, and do your thing with? Well, it's funny you say fight because I wanted to be a fighter pilot when I was five years old, but that didn't come to fruition, so I became a race car driver instead. But Close. it's the closest thing I could get to to uh, to up there. So, uh, I mean, our G forces like we are, we accelerate quicker than an air than a fighter pilot does, and yeah. all that kind of good stuff. So, um, I've always been the wild child in the family, so it's not really that off of you know what everybody expected me to, <laughs> to turn out but, but um yeah I mean I love it um I think it's the coolest motorsport around I mean I love other forms of motorsports and and uh and bikes too and motorcycles and yeah. everything but like that but uh, there's nothing like nitromethane power like the kind of power that you know uh makes 11,000 horsepower and flames coming out of the pipes and so we're really going to miss doing that up at Bandemir and I don't want to get too sad about it, but I've been racing there yeah, since man. I was, since 2012 and it's, uh, it's going to be bittersweet. Uh, we went to the finals there, you know, not too long ago and it's like 
man, I, I've never gotten a win there, and it, I really, before this track goes away, man, I really hope this weekend we can get a win. Yeah, such such big moves for you guys this weekend. For, so what she's talking about when you're you know when you're listening to this podcast, you may not know uh, the Maha Nationals are coming through Colorado, and Colorado presents a unique challenge for so many of these racers and teams because the altitude of the track. Now, a lot of times, and Kevin, you played witness witness this before. A lot of times. We never talk about altitude because it's something that most people never have to deal with when it comes to their car. You know, you know, there's some places you can go to that may have a little bit of altitude, but we're talking massive altitude differences out here. We started a thousand, you know, uh, say we started a mile high. So 5,280 feet is where it, it sits at in the city. Bandemir is outside the city in the foothills. It's about 6,000 feet regular altitude there corrected which is what you really care about that's air density um that's uh that's corrected altitude of 10,000 11,000 feet sometimes when these people are putting down power so that presents an ugly challenge and unfortunate for us you know Bandemir has been here she said she's been racing at Bandemir since 2012 or something uh I've been going there for about 30 years that track is going away this year it's the final year you guys are coming through does that put more stress and weight on you knowing what that means and you know you're coming to a track that Dodge is sponsoring I know you want that you know you want to stick it to all the Dodge drivers (laughs) um you know you've been in the finals here Uh, what would that mean for you you know out here at this um, facility. It would be huge. When we did go to the finals, uh, we got beat by Matt Hagen, who obviously is a Dodge driver. Dodge guy, so yeah. he was really happy. He's like, man, he goes, I've always wanted to win this, and I've never won it for Dodge. So I'm sorry, but I needed this. <laughs> I was yeah. like, hey, man, obviously it was your time. So well, and you're going against Matt is. this weekend. Uh, I mean, everybody. But um, this yeah. is a, it was a tough track because we have a setup that – that we only have for this racetrack because it's a mile above sea level. Like you said, we don't have the downforce that we usually have. Um, the oxygen's a little less in the air. So you get down to the end of the track and, and at least for us, like we're out of breath, you know, even if though it's a three second run, like the first time I went out there and didn't get acclimated to the elevation prior, I was so winded at the top end. I thought I was going <laughs> to yeah. die. I was like, <gasps> You know, like, where's the oxygen tanks? Like, now I get why, like, people like Force and, you know, some of the OG drivers have those oxygen tanks in their cars and they're, like, sucking up all the oxygen before they get in. And it totally makes sense. But um, I've started over the years, you know, I started going to Red Rocks and uh, hiking up there and, you know, getting used to it, getting a little bit higher than the racetrack uh, every morning before the races. So that really helped. And it just kind of gets you in that right uh, frame of mind you know, to, to do well. So, I mean, it is the only track where we have cer- a certain setup for. Um, so we are going to miss that. I mean, some teams, you know, won't mind that at all because <laughs> right, they're right. like, you have a certain setup that works all, all year. And then you have to change that and then take the, the Denver setup and off the shelf <laughs> and put that in. <laughs> and then you put it away for another year. And then uh, it's going to be sad that we don't need to, we don't get to dust that off, you know, once a year, but God bless to all the people that are going to be racing there this weekend. And, uh, we're definitely going to miss it. Yeah. Is it challenging, but is it also kind of fun to, to change it up like that, to have that different setup and just the 
you know, everything that goes with it, the, the challenges of it and you name it or. Yeah, I, I think it's, uh, you know, it's, it's exciting for the crew chiefs, um, you know, cause they get to see like, all right, you know, at, at a, at a, uh, um, a disadvantage, so to speak, how fast can we get these cars to go? You know? Right. Um, right. so, and, and they're only so going a thousand cool. feet here. They're not going yeah. to full 1320. They're only going a no, thousand feet. Not anymore. Uh, yeah. Which is crazy. You know, um, it's, it's wild to think that they're, they're doing speeds 300 plus miles an hour. Uh, and they're only ripping that thing for a thousand feet. <laughs> so you can imagine the G forces. Uh, yeah, it's, it's so hard intense. to wrap your head around. Um, but you know, as a driver, you do this on a regular, um, is this season, uh, are, is this season, uh, a tougher season for you? I know you've been close a couple of times. I know Blake Alexander got by you, uh, yeah. last week. I know he beat Matt Hagen too. So I feel a little bit better about that thinking like, <laughs> well, he did win the whole race. Right. So it wasn't just <laughs> yeah. me, but I beat myself on that round and you know, we should have won that and that kicks me in the ass, but that was then, and this is now. Yeah. It's a new race, so. Yeah. yeah. And obviously, this ramps up towards the big Western swing, which is, you know, important for you guys moving yeah. forward. Uh, tell everybody a little bit how, how the NHRA sort of does its point system, how it, you know, uh, certain, certain drivers and teams get to move forward. Uh, can you kind of run what that's all about down for us? So basically, if you're in the top 10, uh, I think it's after uh, Indy, Indy's like one and a half or yeah, one and a half points. So you get extra points. And then right, also right. all the points that you, uh, that you gather up for the, uh, mission foods challenges that we've been a part of too this year, uh, all okay. those pound, uh, all those points, uh, add up. And then we use them at the end of the year as well. So that's pretty cool. Um, but if you're in the top 10, then you are part of the chase. And luckily we've been part of the chase I think since day, yeah. you know, one, but this is day one, yeah. we've been, uh, uh, it, it's been rough. I mean, you know, we've had a lot of ups and downs, but this year has been our best start to a season yet. And I mean, awesome. we've, we worked so hard last year. Last year was really tough. And I just kept telling the guys like, just have faith. Like we're working towards next year. Next year is really going to be our, our, our breakout year. Now, was it last year or the year before that, that you had the big crash, I believe in, was it Houston? Um, uh, I had I well, I slapped the wall in Houston last year, but I also, uh, I had, well, I had a blow up in St. Louis a few years back and then I had a really bad fire in Dallas a few that's years the, back as well. That was the same year. Actually, that was two races in a row. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. I was like, wow. Okay. Well, the first time we learned a lot about having the backup car ready to go. Cause we didn't really have it ready to go, but a bunch of teams jumped in and helped us out. And I mean, I was ready for the next round cause both rounds we had won at both races, you know, it's like, and then my car blew up and then another time my, my car caught on fire. So by the second time we were ready, <laughs> <laughs> I was ready too. I was like, okay, I guess this is how we're going to run things. this year. <laughs> What else do you have to teach me? <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you just kind of run through those events and just blow out the other side and just keep on going. Does it ever yeah. give you pause? Um, Does it ever give you pause and make you kind of gut check a little bit? Or you I mean, just, it has to. Man, you just get on that horse. No, because yeah. there's, you know, you're, you have the highest highs with this kind of racing and the lowest lows. 
I mean, you're out there and you're going over 300 miles an hour on a consistent basis, day to day, and then you come home after the race and it's like, ugh, like all your endorphins, like everything, it's just like it's such a downer, you know, because you're going from up here to literally you're going full speed to back to zero again. <laughs> right, right. Um, so mentally, emotionally, it's very draining and it's kind of like, yeah, that's the time where you get to think about all the great stuff that happened and all the that you did that you shouldn't have done you know it's like all of that so um yeah we definitely have a lot of time to go through it and uh you know just just try to learn from all the things and um and get better so what's the process like after an event you know however you did good or bad do you start breaking down each step and every little thing whether it's the setup on the car whether it's you know what you did on the track like, is there kind of a whole breakdown and you just, you know, whether it's mental notes, you're writing it down and you're kind of using that to leverage and advance to the next event and the next happening? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, and each track, you know, has has interesting like little tweaks about the, the race surface itself. So you're going to run into some some different issues that you have to overcome during the weekend. But for the most part, I mean, we go in straight and... You know, if the car's set up really good, you know, chances are you're going to be set up good at the next track. And yeah. um, we've had some weird weather lately. <laughs> we've had a lot of rain and and uh, and all that. But uh, overall, we've done really well and we've stayed in the top four you yeah, know, yeah. throughout throughout the season. Yeah, so it's, been, great. it's been great. All right, man. So we got to take a break now. But when we come back, I want to know your routine. Not many people we talk to can give us their play-by-play of what it's like to get in the car, strap in, do a burnout, all right, get backed into the, you know, your stripes again, and launch a car that's 11,000 horsepower, run 300 miles an hour, all in three seconds. Think about that, 1,001, 1,002, 1,003. This woman has literally gone 300 miles an hour within that time frame. So uh, I want to know what that's like. I want to know the play-by-play. We're going to find out next. It's the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He's Kevin Bird. I'm Willie B. And we're back after the break. It is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. We have Alexis DeJoria on our podcast today. Man, driving that crazy funny car, uh, it is anything but funny when you're in that thing about to launch, you know, and go 300 miles an hour. I bet you're doing everything but just laughing and chuckling at everybody that walks by. Um, you know, before the break, I was asking you, it's got to be, it's got to be maddening from the first moment you did this to to now. And I'm sure you've you came up with this routine. When I when I do my car, uh, I strap in my car. I, you know, roll up the window, shut the door, and for just a few, a few seconds, I go over everything uh, I need to do. And for me, it's, you know, turning off the, the fans or making sure the temps are right or bottle press is right, things like that. It's got to be so wild in your car. Um, when you're strapped in and you see them lower that body down, what are you thinking? What's going through your mind? What, can you walk us through a little play-by-play? Um, everything gets really quiet. And it's almost like slow motion. 
It's really yeah. She, she says quiet in a car that you can't <laughs> you can't hear you can't carry a conversation on within a hundred feet of. She she says it gets quiet. It so all right, so they lower the hood and it gets quiet and there's four hundred decibels banging your head. But yet for her it's yeah. quiet. That's concentration, you guys. That's I know focus. it's weird, right? It's like it's game on. I can tell you when I've had some some bad accidents in the past, that really separates you from like you know, the people that are, should be here and, and you yeah. know what I mean? And then, and don't have any business being in that seat, but, um, everything really slows down. Like your brain, it's really incredible. Everything slows down when you're that hyper-focused and in your seat. Yeah. Everything is kind of like slow motion and it's game on. Once you put, once my helmet's on and I'm suited up and in that seat, it's game on and I, I'm out for blood and no one's my friend. So what goes through, what, go, what are your steps? You, you're, you're obviously in a burnout box. You'll go through that. You'll, you'll you know, do your thing for your burnout. Kind of walk us through uh, what you're doing and what's going on in the car at the same time. All right. Uh, so they start up the, the car. I put it on the high side, the fuel on the high side. Um, and then they lower the body. I wait for Nikki to give me the sign to do my burnout. Line up right, on, right to him. And uh, then I take my foot off the clutch and he hits, he tell, goes past me and he, he puts his arm down like this to do, a, you know, do my burnout, do my burnout, put it in reverse. Uh, one of my crew guys comes over and he, he pulls out the, uh, pulls up the, the roof hatch. Right, it's right. It's like you an emergency roof hatch. Yeah. yeah. I back up, line up, however the guys want me to line up. So where I do my burnout isn't necessarily where they want me to line up the car. Okay. Um, sometimes they'll see bald spots on the starting line and they don't want me to be right in those, in those spots or they'll see the car ahead of us went out and uh, smoked the tires. So they like, okay, maybe we don't want to start from that position. So it varies. Um, so I have to back up right where they want me to. These guys are measuring how thick and how soft the rubber is. They're out there with crazy yeah. NASA tools out there getting right. measurements on the rubber, how gooey and the sticky. grip. Yeah, yeah, man, it's crazy what these guys are doing. <laughs> so she's following their lead up until this point. Yeah. Well, let me ask you though, yes. real quick. So if they have a, a path for you to do your run, why wouldn't you do your burnout on that same path? Um, because they don't want to disrupt the, however, they don't want to disrupt the glue, the, the line, the, the adhesion the material. That. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Kevin, it, it's wild when these guys will lay down this stripe, when they back up, there's a, a wild little thing that happens on the track, especially when you see it in the sun. Um, you can see these perfectly, you know, just two parallel lines sitting there side by side. They're just like a, it's an all you can eat buffet full of them chicken tenders you just love. And man, they're just lined up in a row and you just want to mow down like a corn on the cob with the chicken tenders. <laughs> uh, awesome. As long as you get them right there, man, that in that stripe, in that lane, uh, that's where you need to be. It's, it's wild how just a little bit outside that, that, area it gets it gets really slick really marbly uh and these guys are in the clutch packs you know 60 foot 100 foot 300 foot out so you're you you got your line at, what's the temperature of the car um what's going on inside are oh, there man. gauges you're looking at or you're not <laughs> focused no on that at all <laughs> i'm not looking at any gauges in my See, car that, for, at all <laughs> 
There's no gauges. There's no fan. There's none of that. That's, that's so no cool. There's no air conditioning. There's there's fresh air in my helmet. That's about it. Do you have a radio? Come on. <laughs> I do have a radio, but I'd say half the time it doesn't work. <laughs> I sing to myself, you know. That's awesome. All right, yeah. so... You know, for for us, I'm like, all right, make sure bottles there. You're looking at your your temperatures, make sure everything's right. But you, it's just all right. Get your mind right because the most important thing for you as a driver is to beat that other person off the line. Yes. So they, after I do my my burnout and I back up, uh, they tell me to stop. I put it back in forward, and they lift the body up. They reset all the timers, the fuel timers, and everything like that. Um, you know, I'm watching the guy who's holding the body up and he's just like looking at me and he's looking at them and looking at me and he's the last guy I see when they, he lowers the body, went up, go up to pull, uh, pull up to Nikki, my crew chief, one of my crew chiefs, and he gets me set, you know, before the pre-stage bulb, he gets me kind of close to it cause I don't want to keep searching, searching. And, you know, I like to be a little bit closer, uh, gets me right there and he smacks the hood and it's, it's time to go. So I line up, you know, go up to pre-stage, take a breath, wait for the other guy, or maybe he's already in, but I, I don't let that mess up what, what I do. You do, know? You, do you ever play my, the pre-stage stage game? Do you ever? I don't do that. You just I go in, kind of you stuff. just do your thing. I just said, uh, one thing I won't do is like, I won't get hung out. Like I'm not oh, going to okay. just try to hurry up and get in there and then pull it on the high side and be waiting, you know, and, uh, that I, has happened to me before. And I don't, you know, I try not to do that. There's certain people that you just know, take a little bit more time than other people. Okay. Um, but I, I just try not to, to, to pay attention to that. Um, but definitely you don't want to get hung out. Um, so like I said, a pre-stage, the other guys pre-stage, take a breath. All right. Pull it on the high side, stage the car with the brake, wait for the bulbs. Smack the pedal and you go. That's it. Damn. Oh, that gave me goosebumps, <laughs> man. <laughs> so, you know, it's wild because you make that seem, you, you know, you make it seem like something, uh, it's, it's weird to say, but you do it every day. It's just, you go boom, boom, boom. You're like a little machine. You do this, do this, then this, then this, then boom. And then you just have to hit it. So for us, man, it's, it's just cool to hear you kind of walk through that. And as you're walking through it, you can see you actually visualizing your steps and, and what you're going to be doing. And uh, for most champions, they'll tell you, you need that moment. You need that focus and clarification um, to make the right hit because thousands of a second, uh, a second means everything in, in this particular matchup, uh, as well as the tune that your crew chief has selected. So it's a combination of you got to do your job because you feel like those guys have done theirs. Definitely. It's a, it's a lot of pressure yeah, it is. <laughs> on the, on the crew chief, on the team and myself. I mean, they give me this car and then it's up to me to get it down to the right, to the finish line as quick as possible. Uh, I got to leave the starting line as quick as possible and I got to get it down there as straight and, uh, as quick as possible. So sometimes it doesn't go the way you want it to and you gotta, you know, you gotta pedal it and, and fight it all the way down like a buck and bronco. But yeah. any way you can on race yeah. day, if it's on fire, it's, if it's on fire, you don't lift. If it's sideways, you got to straighten it out and get back on it. I mean, it's it's never over until that car is turned off <laughs> off the top end and it's off and you're up. <laughs> well, I was gonna say you you make that that you make that whole like staging sound 
fairly formatic, fairly straightforward. I want to know once you hit that fucking pedal, you know, what's it like that three and a half, four seconds uh, down the track? As you said, you're, you're, you're wrestling, you're doing whatever. Like, what's a typical run? And then what's everything on either side of a typical run? Oh, gosh, the really nice runs where you go fast and everything goes right and the car is nice and smooth. It's like glass. I mean, it just has enough slip where it's just nice and smooth down the track. And then you have other runs that feel faster than they are because they're all over the place. And, you know, that smokes the tires about 500 feet. And, you know, you're already going like over 200 miles an hour. And then you got to let the car settle down and make sure you're straight and then gun it again. And it's like another launch off the starting line. So it's really intense and really like violent. And uh, I've, I've won some and I've lost some that way. <laughs> but, you know, you just keep going. You just learn from everyone. But it's not like you can practice for that. What we can do is we can practice our reaction times. But you can't practice, you know, driving down the racetrack. You just got to get in the seat and do it. it. And it's wild, man. Once you see it, it from cameras that are in the in you're all those vehicles and watch how you guys counter steer a car reacting to a violent launch or a little wheel chatter or, you know, starting to slip a little bit. It's, it's wild to see what they're doing preemptively as the car maneuvers uh, and, and fights its way down the, the course and the track. Uh, these drivers, man, they're doing all of this inside three seconds, but for them, it feels like a much longer you know session of time because there there really is a reaction to the action that occurs every single race for these drivers it it's wild to watch them um you know fight that fight yeah yeah it's cool i mean even outside of the car i'm still a fan and i love to watch the cars go down the track <laughs> yeah man uh so what's the kind of racing that you've not experienced yet but you, you hope to one day Oh, uh, NASCAR, you know, I've really? never driven a stock car. Mm -hmm. I've driven, uh, dirt midgets. I've done, uh, like pro light up in Crandon, uh, some off-road stuff like that. But I mean, that's, that's pretty much it. I've never done an oval track. So oh, yeah. possibly one day. We'll I've see. crashed one of those too. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, Willie and I have been in a, nice. a NASCAR before. <laughs> 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 All right. So uh, Alexis, um, how do people sort of tune into what you're doing, follow you guys socially? I know you got a busy schedule. Uh, it's always yes. hectic for the weekend, uh, but you know, a lot of people love the podcast and, Definitely want to check you out racing, whether it's this weekend, next weekend, or the following. Uh, give everybody kind of a rundown where to find you, how to cheer you on, how to like you or your stuff socially. Well, the next three races, I could tell you. This weekend, we're going to be at Bandemir Raceway in mm -hmm. Morrison, Colorado. Uh, the following week weekend, we're going to be in uh, Seattle, I believe, and then Sonoma, California. So you can look at our schedule. You can catch up with our team, DC Motorsports. AlexisDejoriaRacing.com is where you go. Um, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. It's just my name, but make sure you get the blue mark next to it um, because I have a lot of people that are claiming that they're me and they're not me. Get verified, um, baby. Get verified. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so be sure you're following the right Alexis. Um, but yeah, it'll give you all the updates and some cool behind the scenes photographs and, and all that. So tune there you in. go, man. Is it wild when you meet people for the first time 
and you tell them that you drive a top fuel freaking funny car for a living like <laughs> it's got to be the coolest place i usually don't bring it up i don't bring it up because uh it just kind of stops everybody in their tracks and then you got to explain everything i just kind of I like to hear what other people do. <laughs> I talk, I, it's kind of refreshing. Most people are aware, uh, but at the same time, there's got to be somebody that you you tell that, and they're just, yeah. I met me a girl who drives a funny yeah. car today. And then some people are like, what is uh, that? <laughs> why, why do they call it why funny, is it funny car? And I'm yeah. like, it's not funny at all, actually. That's just, it's really odd. No, it's yeah. terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, we you. wish you the best, man. As always, fantastic catching up with you. Uh, I'll be, be speaking with you again uh, here in awesome. just a matter of days. As you bring it to the house, Bandemir, man, we wish you all the luck in the world up there on Thank the mountain. Uh, thanks so much for doing our podcast. And go Alexis, <laughs> man. You guys find her, uh, follow her, and definitely cheer on at your local tracks when she rolls into your town. These are big, these are big toys, man. Uh, and these, uh, these girls in there are just killing everybody. It's great to see it, man. All the guys walking home with their tail between their legs and, and all the girls are sitting there with all the wallies <laughs> uh, it's awesome man keep up the great work Alexis uh, and don't forget about our show air at weekends on the Motor Trend Network check your local listings also available on Motor Trend Plus which is their streaming format make sure you check it out there as well uh, make sure you check out our guest Alexis DeJoria you can find her online uh, I'm telling you man Throttle jockey for sure. Uh, definitely cheer on when you get a chance. Our producer, Scoop. Executive producer, Bob Ecker. He is Kevin Bird, and I'm Willie B for the Two Guys Garage podcast. Yeah, don't forget to check out our website, too, twoguysgarage.com. Share your thoughts with us on social, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at Two Guys Garage. The Two Guys Garage podcast is copyright 2023, Brenton Productions Incorporated, all rights reserved. Right on, Alexis. Thanks for your time. Thank you, guys. And, uh, Appreciate it. Go kill it up there on the mountain this weekend, girl. <laughs> Thank you. Right. Always good talking to you guys. Thank you uh, so much. See you, Alexis. Bye-bye. Thanks for being on with us. Hope you guys had fun with us. We'll catch you on the next Two Guys Garage podcast. Two Guys Garage podcast is a production of Britain Productions. For more episodes, visit iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.